Welcome to The Abundant Life with your host, me, Brandon Kelly. Welcome to episode seven of The Abundant Life. I am your host, Brandon Kelly, and from from wherever you're listening, however you're listening, I'm so glad that you are listening. From the day that this was published, so on Friday, October 2nd, a week ago, I and my wife, my wife and I had the privilege of meeting our baby girl, Piper, and it was such just an amazing moment. If you have kids, you, you know what I'm talking about, just the the blessing of life. It's just so mind-boggling that, that God would allow us as human beings to uh, raise another human being. It's just, it's just mind-boggling. While all this was going on, uh, luckily Sarah's mom and stepdad were in town helping with our other daughter, Kyrea, who's two years old. And so they were hanging out at our house while we were in the hospital and I was kind of going back and forth each day. And when they first got here, this is the only maybe like the second time they've been at our new house since we've moved. And they asked for a nightlight the first night they were here. And this was like the night before we went to the hospital. So we were all at home. And I found it funny that you know, that, that they asked for a nightlight because they had been here, you know, so they kind of knew where things were. But I always give them a hard time because they always typically have a nightlight. And, and, you know, it's for so that they don't run into something when they, if it's in the middle of the night, if they've got to go to the bathroom or whatever, they can find their way through our house and not stub a toe, you know, all of that good stuff. Well, I was thinking about this idea of a nightlight, I was thinking about the text that we're going to be jumping into today. That, you know, practically speaking, we all like to have the light in our lives. Like, we all like to have, you know, just the light in the darkness because we want to be able to know what it is before us. Because the light, you know, exposes what is in our midst. You know, it's just very simple. A nightlight is very useful. My, my daughter has a nightlight in her room and... We have a nightlight now in our room since we have our little newborn baby girl in our room with us. So we you know, have to wake up in the middle of the night and, and change her diaper or you know, my wife feeding her and all that good stuff. We have a nightlight and nightlights are useful for that. But I've been thinking about this a lot and I, I think this is true. That we, practically speaking, we, we want light in our lives. But... I'm kind of hesitant to think that a lot of people want the light in their lives morally and spiritually. Now, what I mean by that is for for most people, for a lot of people, this may be you. There are like closet sins that you're dealing with. There are things in your life that if somebody who's closest to you, if they knew that thing about you, um, you would be petrified. You would be just beyond embarrassed. You, you may even like be shamed because of it. Like we all have 
these things that we probably don't want to talk about with other people. Maybe we only talk about it with our spouse. But some things are just designated as your own. But a lot of times we forget that God knows everything. (laughs) And whether we like it or not, he exposes those things. And so with that in mind, this idea that Practically speaking, yeah, we like to have the light. We like to have the lights on when we're going about our our house or whatever. But morally and spiritually, sometimes we like the darkness. We like to not have others know who we really are behind closed doors. John chapter 3 is where we're at today. We are coming right basically back into the conversation between Jesus and Nicodemus. Now, Jesus had told him in in chapter 3, where we talked about last episode, about being born again, being born of water and of spirit, and we talked about that last week. So if you missed that, uh, go back, brandonkelly.org, or you can find it on iTunes or Stitcher, and check that out as well. But now we are getting to the proverbial, you know, like most most prominent, most popular verse in all of the Bible, John 3.16. We're going to be going from John 3.16 to John 3.21. Okay, so if you have a Bible, go ahead and pull it out. I also, if you have access to brandonkelly.org or if you are on an app that accesses the show notes, you can find the scripture there as well if you don't have a Bible with you. John chapter 3, verses 16 to 21. This is what it says. This is Jesus talking. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that he might be saved through him, that the world might be saved through him. Totally butchered that. But in order that the world might be saved through him. Verse 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Now, there's a lot of context for John 3.16, as you can tell from reading this whole paragraph here. Not only does Jesus drop that bomb of hope and of eternal promise, But he talks about some other things as well. First off, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. And I think a lot of times people are stuck in the darkness because they are afraid of of condemnation. That they have done something wrong, 
and they know it's wrong. And instead of coming out and admitting it or coming out and getting help, they feel as though if they did that, they would get condemned. But in reality, at least with Jesus, they have salvation offered instead of condemnation. And it's interesting what, what John kind of points to what Jesus is saying. Like this is, it's interesting what, what Jesus says in this passage. He said, this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. People love the darkness because their works are evil. And so if, if you're stuck in doing things that are wrong and doing things that are dark, you're going to stay in the darkness because you don't want to be exposed for what you truly are. And so this, this kind of, I don't know, points to starting with one sin and just letting that kind of snowball into other things. You know, you think of marijuana as the gateway drug to other things, you know, crack cocaine and even crystal meth or whatever it is. You start with one thing and you just go down this path and you continue to do it and do it. And then before you know it, you are stuck in pure darkness. You have no way to even recollect or even to understand how to get out. At least that's the way you feel. Because people don't like the light. Because when you're stuck in darkness and you see the light, it's kind of blinding. And it's interesting about how much John uses this imagery of the light and the darkness. He does it all the time. For everyone who does, verse 20, for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. There, there is this thing deep down inside of us that, that tells us that if, if we have something that, is, that would be exposed if we were in the light, we don't want to go into it. Because we, we I don't know, it, it's as if we think that being exposed for who we really are is worse than living a lie. Like, let me just encourage you. I don't know what, what it is that you are going through right now or what it is that you are struggling through right now, but I'm not naive to think that there isn't something in your life that is just consuming you, that, that no one knows about but you. You know, maybe you're, you're just consumed with porn and you can't get rid of it. Like, you need to get help. It's going to be much more useful for you and much less painful for you to reach out to someone and get help with this addiction. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is for you. But you need to get help. You you need to admit what you've done. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. And Jesus did not come into this world to condemn it. He came into this world to save it. But in order for him to save you, you have to come into the light. You have to have who you really are exposed Verse 21, but whoever does what is true 
comes to the light. You know, doing something that is true, doing whatever is true in this context may just be coming out and confessing the things you've done and doing what is true. By doing what is true, you're just admitting what you've done. So that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. When you come out into the light and you have the life change that comes with Jesus, you can begin to be molded into who he wants you to be. And you have nothing to hide anymore. And you can know that your works, the things that you do going forward, are things that he wants you to do. And that you're in his will. So just as a, as a means of, of just pleading with you, get out of the dark. Believe in Jesus and your conde- condemnation is gone. Like that is the hope and that is the promise of this passage. That you need to get out of the dark because you have nothing to fear if you do. If you stay in the dark, however, you have much to fear. And this is what I believe to be true. And this is coming straight from this text. Jesus doesn't condemn. He brings love in. Jesus doesn't condemn. He brings love in. Like, you, you may think coming out and talking about whatever it is that you've done or whatever it is that you're hiding is going to bring about condemnation. But what you'll find is the opposite. And this is really what what this passage is saying, is that your creator loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done. He loves you. And he sent Jesus to the cross for you. So that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. So as a means of action, as I try to give you something to walk away with and go do each and every week we do this. Either fall to your knees before your God for the first time or do it for the second time, the third time, fourth time. Wherever you're at in your walk with God, we all need to just fall to our knees and acknowledge how great and how glorious and how majestic he is and, and how just truly loving he is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still running away from him, God sent his son into this world to save us and not to condemn us. That is just truly, truly remarkable. Truly amazing. It's it's something that we couldn't come up with. (laughs) That God would love us. Even when we've run from him. Thanks so much again for joining me for episode seven of The Abundant Life. I hope it's been a blessing to you. If it has, uh, would you leave a rating and a review on iTunes? That would be awesome because what that will do is it helps more and more people see this podcast because it will tell iTunes, hey, this is relevant. This is striking a nerve with people. So go ahead and do that. That would be awesome. And if you want to subscribe to brandonkelly.org, I'm working on a four-week audio course I'm really super excited about. It's going to help each and every person who takes it to know God in a deeper way. So you can go to brandonkelly.org and get signed up. You'll be the first to receive that once I'm finished 
just got done re- uh, recording week one. It's going to be four weeks. So definitely tell your friends about it and get them signed up. Get yourself signed up. It's going to be awesome. Thanks so much again for joining me. Until next time, follow Jesus boldly and live abundantly. We'll talk to you soon.